Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. This is our Hebrews Bible study. We're in chapter 4. This will be the last session. Session 12 in this fourth chapter will cover the last two verses, mainly the last verse 16 today. Looking forward to hearing what the Lord is going to impart into our hearts as His truth today and allows us to see a greater picture of Christ, to leave this place today with a greater trust in Christ, love for Christ, hope in Christ, because everything is about Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, hallelujah, our King of Kings. Uh, you know, I was thinking recently, you hear the, the question all the time, Where, what's the world coming to? And last night in the message, it came out. What's the world coming to? Everything is coming straight to the feet of Jesus. Every single thing. Next time somebody asks you, what's the world coming to? Go ahead and tell them. The world's coming straight to the feet of Jesus. Every knee's going to bow, every tongue's going to confess. All things are from Him, of Him, for Him, and to Him. Hallelujah. Everything's headed right now at the feet of Jesus. Glory to God. Grab your Bibles. Get ready to follow along with us in our little half-hour session here today on this 20th day of May, 2021. Going to be a great Bible study. Going to be going to be a very special Bible study today as we talk about the throne of grace and finding grace, something you desperately need to hear and you need to share it after you begin hearing the truth and you become confident in the truth you're sharing and you're hearing, learning, then you need to begin sharing the truth. You know you're learning when you begin sharing it. Social media, on the job, verbally, I'm not talking about being carried out, being nice and mannerly and polite. Praise God for that. But the people you work with, your families, they need to hear the truth. Now, a lot of times they're not interested. Well, well, if they're not interested, that's a whole other story. But the door can open just the, the scenario I just gave you. The, the many times we, we don't look. But the next time somebody asks you, man, what's the world coming to? There's your open door. The world's coming straight to the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. So look times to share the truth you're learning. For you know when you start sharing it, you're really moving forward then. Hallelujah. June the 5th and the 6th, coming up a couple of weekends away, Robin and I and the Peace family with a couple of others will be in Sydney, Ohio at Pastor Preston Nasal's church there, the preeminent word fellowship in Sydney. And I encourage you, if you live anywhere near that city, please come meet us, join us. We're going to have a great time in the gospel as we strive together for the faith of the gospel. Hallelujah. And uh, don't forget to check out on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com, a new tab there. It's called The Store. Yeah, everything, all our products, all our teaching, preaching CDs we put together through the years, hopefully with some more coming soon. Uh, you'll find them there along with Angel Pieces worship CD that you will be Super blessed by a young lady uh, who's in Bible College in Baton Rouge right now, Jimmy Swaggart Bible College. She has raised up by parents trained up in the way she should go, which is the way of the cross. 
and she's written these songs, sang and played these songs, and you will be blessed beyond words. You'll wear that CD out. Great words that the Lord gave her to write that will bear witness, especially with those the Lord has been able to come back to that determined place where we know nothing but Christ and him crucified. As all, uh, the last couple of weeks, we've given out a special offer on Thursday and Fridays. Only Thursday and Fridays, the last couple of weeks, and today and tomorrow. You can get that coffee cup we've been advertising. We march on. Curtis Hutchinson Ministries printed on the side and the CD of a message I preached a few weeks ago entitled Blameless Before God. It's yours if you'll give a gift. $50 or more donation to the church to do, help us do all that God's doing. You break out that coffee mug every morning and you think, i got to pray for Brother Curtis and Crossway Church and you can lift us up before the Lord and we praise God for all of you in the Amen Corner that are doing that for us and with us. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, before we dig in, you can, you can give online. Most of you know how. If you follow us, if you're new, it's thecrosswaychurch.com. If you give online, though, on the website, you got to tell us what it is you're after. you got to put it in the comments. And please make sure you put your address in there or we won't know where to send what you're asking for, too. But if you do it with your smartphone, you can. the number is 903 Text, you text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950 and the options will come up and it's the special product offer, the free gift offer. You'll see it on there. Check that one. Send you, send you gift. We'll get it to you. We'll be mailing today out all those that have been requested over the last week or so. Some have already been mailed, so praise God. Hebrews chapter 4. And uh, this will be the last session, as I've said. Even if we have to go over a little bit, uh, we will close this fourth chapter out today uh, as it's taken us 12 sessions to get to it. And uh, let me say, you, you have my permission to use these for studies, to use these for uh, any classroom settings. You, 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 you don't need my permission. They're out there on YouTube, Curtis Hutchinson 316. They're out there on the website. Uh, you, can, you can find them, and we pray that you would use as much as you can understand the truth as the Lord gives it to you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. Let's start there today. For we do not which cannot be infirmities, but in all manners he was tempted like as we are, yet without sin. This means that we do have a high priest that was touched and tempted in every every temptation was against him in all manners to get him to leave the faith, to stop living by grace. Jesus Christ lived by grace and required to. Jesus tasted death by the grace of God for all men, Hebrews 2 and 9. And though he lived by grace through faith, that means, and we'll see this today, I hope for all but even more so 
for us who are learning that God's grace is not floating around mystical, magical, just carrying us along in spite of everything. No, God's grace is what God is allowed to do in us and through us if he finds faith. Everything is by grace, what he will do in and through us. But get this, this part, without this part, there will be no by grace, what God is doing in and through. By grace, through to find faith to be pleased and God has to find faith to show up and be and do and function in and through the life of a believer. Grace is not floating around mystical, magical, just carrying us along the way in spite of everything that's happened, everything we're doing, everything we're saying. It doesn't matter what we do. We're just floating along. Grace, I'm under grace. Grace, my friend, if you're trusting in what Christ did at Calvary. And although he lived and everything he did by grace, what the Holy Spirit, who is God, was doing in and through him, through his faith to believe and to trust. He had to, God had to become a man, and as a man had to be led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And that was Christ living by grace through faith. But it wasn't until he tasted death by the grace of God that the we could through faith in what he did there for us, us believing with our heart, our innermost being unto that righteousness offered to us in the death of Christ, it wasn't until that became the object of our faith, not the miracles, not the healings, not the not none of that. But his death was the grace of God, the door that the grace of God comes to all men through for not only salvation initially, but daily salvation called the experience of sanctification. We were sanctified when we were born again, but the Bible says we need to learn how to possess our vessels in sanctification and honor. We all are supposed to learn that. So we need to understand you need, you need to know this. It's so important because so many people that you know don't. It's this. God's grace is God doing something. God saved you by grace through faith. That was what God, di God did in Christ at Calvary, reconciling sinners to himself, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're taught by the Lord by grace. Titus chapter 2, grace teaches us. Number three, Paul said, I labor and I am what I am by the grace of God. That means by what God told me. If it's not the Holy Spirit, Hebrews 10 calls him the spirit of grace. God, the spirit of grace, not just something floating around. If it's, listen, if it's not God at work, it's not grace. And it's not God at work if it's not faith in the sacrifice that which allows that grace to flow into our lives, to be forgiven, uh, to, to live in victory, to, to minister the message of grace and faith, to be the husband, the mother, the father, the daddy, the, the co-worker, the, the boss. The Lord has given us to walk in and ordained for us to walk in as good works, it's going to require, by grace, 
And that's going to require the object of our faith being Christ and what He did at Calvary. You say, well, no, our faith is to be in what's written in the Word. You can't separate the two. You and I didn't become obedient to God because we saw something in the Bible and went out and did it. You and I became obedient to God only one way. And that was when we heard the gospel, believed it from the heart, and God said, you're obedient. And that was grace at work right there. When we say grace at work, when we say I need grace, we're going we to learn today, I hope a little bit more, I need God doing something in me and through me. It's not what the church has been taught all these years. about. The, I, I've heard people with foul mouths say it don't matter, I'm under grace. No, let me tell you something, my friend. God's grace forgives us and heals us, saves us, empowers us. But God's grace doesn't just cover us till we make it to the finish line. God's grace is what God is doing in us and through us, giving us life and victory and, and moving mightily in our lives through faith. We're going to see that today. We can go to Christ, and we're going to see this, because he, although He was tempted in all points, He was without sin. And that means a lot more than he never fell prey to it. Although, oh, thank God it means that he never fell prey to the temptation. He never sinned. He never carried out an act of sin in his mind, in his words, or in his actions. But listen, this is the same word. This word sin is the same word used 15 out of the 16 times in the 6th chapter of Romans, Hamarteo. It is the sin nature. Jesus didn't have a sin nature. Jesus did not have a sin nature. And he could have fallen prey to it because he had to live as a man. Although he was fully God, he was also fully man. And Jesus had to choose daily to live by grace through faith. You know the story of when Jesus was in Gethsemane right before they would usher him in there to be uh, tortured, suffered for us, and crucified for us. He, 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 he was crying out, is there any other way this cup can pass from my hands? Is there any way around that he was being tempted and tried in, in, that, in that garden of Gethsemane to the point even sweat drops of blood? He was being tried, tempted to, to move away, to try to go around the very commandment through which he was sent to this earth. <laughs> says, no man, Jesus declaring, no man can take my life. No man's going to take my life. I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to raise it up again because I have received that commandment of the Father. Jesus had to come and fully obey all rites and ceremonies of the law, be tempted in all points, and never commit a sin. But he also didn't have a sin nature. We need to remember that he was not reproduced by Joseph and Mary. Mary was a virgin. That means a man had never laid a hand on her. And, 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 and the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. She was conceived. Of and that was simply through her faith in the promise that she was given. And when Mary said the words, be it according to thy will, 
be it according to thy word. Then she became with child because it was by faith, by grace, through faith. Jesus came bringing grace. I'm telling you, Jesus was tried on every point, in every manner, and He overcame, and that was all for us so He could remain perfect as the unspotted Lamb of God and be crucified, sacrificed as the untainted, unspotted, without blemish, without sin at all on our behalf, so that now on this day, as He's seated at the right hand of the Father, we can approach Him with confidence. We don't have to wonder, am I worthy? The answer is no. But He's worthy to come. Verse 16, Let us therefore, let us because of that, come boldly, means confidently, unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When we come to the throne of grace, that this, this means we come to God the Father in prayer in the name of His Son and who His Son is to us now as the great high priest of God, the, the intercessor between God and man, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says there's only one intercessor, mediator between God and man, and that's the man, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not Mary, but let all that alone. It's not Mary. That's not in your Bible, and there ain't no other Bible besides what's written in the Word of God. The regular Bible and try to add to the Bible. They worship Mary. They pray to Mary. And that ain't just the only religions. There's many more. They just don't believe the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the only mediator between God and men. He's, he, he's the one that did the work, carries the name by which men can be saved, and there is no other name by which men can be saved. Why can't our Catholic friends, they're not my brothers and sisters, but they are friends. We love them. We pray for them. Why can't they just believe the Bible? There is no other name by which we can be saved. So why do they pray to Mary? Why do they think they got to pray to God through Mary and all these crazy things, demonic things they believe that's not in the Bible? But, but the devil tells them, well, uh, you, you're, you're, you have a Bible too. It's just, it's a little bit more. It's a lie. It's all a lie. Jesus said, if you pray, you're going to have to pray to the Father in my name, not anybody else else's name. If that's not where we're found, we're not entering, we're not, listen, we're not coming to the throne with confidence. We're coming, you can't come with doubt and unbelief. You can't go wondering if Mary's the right way to pray or, 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 or Jesus maybe or, or maybe I need to pray through Peter. Listen, you ain't got no confidence. The only place the Holy Spirit gives confidence is through the faith in Christ Jesus. There is no assurance from God, no confidence from God outside of faith in Christ Jesus and what He did at the cross alone. All other confidence is only confidence that men drum up. All other assurance is only what men have become assured. You can be sure of something with all wrong. You can be sincere, more sincere than anybody in your community 
and be sincerely wrong. You've got to be living and trusting in the Word of God, not what men have added. The Bible says in the end of the book of Revelation that if you add to this book, then the plagues of this book will be added to you. If you take away from this book, then your name will be blotted out of the book. You, you, you need to be very careful about following your grandmama instead of following the Word of God, following your uncle, your best friend, that preacher that's paid your life. You better be following the Word of God. I don't care what I don't care how nice they've been, how many of your bills they've paid, how much tears they cry with you. All that is satanic if they're leading you away from the Bible. The word of Almighty God, hear me, Genesis through Revelation, without all this new sh- stuff that takes away the deity of Christ. You've got to leave all that alone. All these additions, all these b- books that God didn't deem the word of God. If he would have, they'd be in the Bible. So, Revelation, you've got to stay away from them folks. You've got to stay away from them. If you don't, then your confidence is only going to be wishy-washy and your assurance, you may be sure as all get out. You may be as confident as all get out. But I know people who are worshiping the devil who have a greater confidence in what they believe than most Christians I know. Look at Islam who don't know anything about the one true God. And they reject him, and that's the avenue through which Satan allows them to worship him through other avenues. Causes them to call the Christians and the Jews the infidels. Listen, the religious leaders among God's people, the Israelites, told Jesus everything he was doing was by the power of the devil. Called him a devil. But yet Jesus would have to end up telling them, no, your daddy is of the devil. Your daddy is the devil and everything you do is because your daddy is the devil and you're doing only what he does. you got to be careful. If you move away from Genesis through Revelation, my friend, you've moved away from God. And today in this backslidden world, if you think the church was in bad shape when you read about the seven churches in the book of Revelation... Oh, my friend, everything you read about, all the problems among the seven churches then, to say it's on steroids now is an understatement. We might not have big temples of Zeus and and all these other false gods, but the devil's so good at what he does, it's so bad and so deceptive and deceitful that people are worshiping things they don't even realize they're worshiping today. Things they're addicted to that take up all their time. People that claim to be Christians, but they don't have time for church. They don't have time for the Word of God. They, They don't have time to pray because their lives, their worship... Listen, whatever you give yourself to is what you're worshiping. You give your time, your money, your efforts... Now see, people will get mad. In the church, they'll get mad over that right there. But that's where the church is today. 
They're not striving together for the faith of the gospel. They're not studying to show themselves approved unto God. They're not being a witness unto God and a testimony to all that know them. They'll talk about their church, maybe, and their preacher, but when you bring the Lord and the truth of God's word, the message of the cross into the picture, 99 times out of 100, somebody that claims to be Christian is going to flee the scene because they don't have anything to add to it because they don't have anything going on as far as fruit of a Christian in their life. Now, they'll claim they do because they try to be nice, they try to be polite and mannerly, but that won't cut it, my friends. That won't cut it. That's not going to cut it. There are people who were wonderfully and nice and mannerly and polite in hell right now. It's faith in Christ, my friend, that gets you to heaven. But that same faith that you say you have in Christ, it's got fruit right now. Amen. It's not about me having once believed. It's about me believing today. Now faith is. Watch this now. That word speaks of authority, of grace. It's the throne of grace. That means we can come to God and find out He's still merciful. He's still not condemning me. He's still not blasting me. He's still not going to pull out a sledgehammer at the throne. He's going to... His plan hasn't changed. He still loves me. Nothing's changed. It's all laid out before you. You can find that God still loves you. He'll tell you, I still love you. My plan's still there. The community might have written you out and thrown you away, but I'm offering you a brand new start again on this day. Now, faith is, forget yesterday. It's gone forever. Don't try to figure out tomorrow. It may never come. Now, faith is the substance of what you're looking for. You've got to have this faith. You've got to have a trust and a confidence in Christ to be able to come to where he's seated at the right hand of the Father. This this throne of grace, this throne of authority, this throne from where you can obtain mercy and realize no matter your mistakes, God still loves you. He's still far living. Christ is still interceding on your behalf because He's living. He died for you. Listen, don't ever come to the conclusion that you can't pray anymore. This is what we're talking about here. This is not talking about sitting around and imagining something in your mind. This is talking about praying to God at, at, in, at the throne of grace, the authority that and teach and provide comes to you through that place he's seated right there, Christ seated, hallelujah, at the right hand of the Father. And you, you've got to go confidently knowing He's not condemning you. He may correct you. He may say you're to blame for what you've done wrong. You've led other people astray. But He's not going to pull out the sledgehammer of condemnation. He's just going to show us where we were wrong. He's going to convict us of where we were wrong. He's going to remind us He's still merciful. He's forgiving. He still cleanses us. He will still cleanse us from all that unrighteousness 
righteousness and tell us, just get up and come on. Just get up and come on. But when we approach the throne of God's grace to, find, to, to, to obtain this mercy again, to be able to walk away with a smile and a heart of joy that my God still loves me. He's not thrown me away, though the community did. He's not written me out of the book, uh, uh, though the community has. They've written me off, but God keeps reminding me, you're in the book. In the book. Because of your mistakes, you keep coming. You keep letting me remind you that my mercies are new and tender every morning. And, and I'm not going to condemn you. I may correct you. The Lord says, I may correct you. I'm going to correct you and I'm going to instruct you. And I'm going to show you where you missed it, but I'm also going to show you where to get it right. Hallelujah. Glory to God of grace when we come to God through faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary for it's the only faith it's the only avenue through which we can approach and it's the only avenue through which we can go to God in prayer is in the name of Jesus which is what he did for us at Calvary the Bible says we're justified in that name and not only do we get reminded by God that he's merciful at all and his mercies, by the way, is really the biggest part of his prosperity toward us. Listen to this scripture, write it down in Proverbs 28, 13. For he that covers his sins shall not prosper. But he that confesses and forsakes his sins shall have the mercy of of God. See, in that one verse, God relates his prosperity and his people prospering to those who confess their sins and forsake their sins. And anybody can confess their sins, but the only ones that can forsake their sins are those who place their trust in Christ and what he did about their sins at Calvary, not just to confess and be forgiven, but to confess and be forgiven and to overcome, to be able to find the power of God's grace to forsake those sins. Hallelujah. To say goodbye to the sins of yesterday. God's grace is what God does. You come to the throne of grace to get God's direction, His instruction, His leading, His, His being involved, His will for your life. It's not just coming to get what you want. New age of apostolic to the throne of grace to, to obtain that forgiveness and realization that I'm his child but to also to find God's will to find that which God can do in me and through me because God's grace is what God God wants to work in you. What God wants to deliver you from, it's going to take God's grace for you to live for God. Nobody just lives for God. By grace, through faith, and the to allow that grace has to be what allowed Christ to be seated at the right hand of the throne of grace, and that's the blood he shed. When we add to our object of faith, anything other than the work of Christ at Calvary, 
we lose our biblical assurance, our biblical confidence given by the Holy And there's doubt wishy-washy now. Even though we might be fully assured in this or that, it's not the full assurance the Holy Spirit gives. He gives the full assurance of faith when faith is legitimate. And the only time faith is legitimate is when it's in Christ and His sacrifice. You say, no, brother, it can be in the written Word of God. But the written Word of God is in the context of Christ, the living Word of God. He said it Himself. And what He would do at Calvary. Every word of God, every precept upon precept and line upon line drips with the blood of Jesus. You and I need to be aware of that. You and I need to know we can be confident in our Christ because He was tempted in all points and it was He overcame every temptation, never sinning. And is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high right now for His people to be able to come to the Father to receive through His name that today for you and me <coughs> and for us to be able to find grace. To find grace in our for our help in time of need. And I don't know about you, but I've come to the conclusion that there is not a time that I don't need the help of the Lord. There is not a time I hear crazy songs and just so, and it's most songs written today in today's church are uh, hearts and minds that are without sound. Uh, You'll fight for me when I can't fight for myself. Listen, if my fight's any other fight than what he's, than his fight and his victory through his fight for me, Listen, I, I, I can never. It takes the fight of the Lord's faith for me at all times. Many of the songs written today are not written from sound doctrine in it. And, and when we listen to them, we, we're not even aware of it. And we're singing songs and declaring certain things, and, and we're miserable. And we think singing those songs are going to give us victory. Well, they're not. They're not. If it's not faith in the sacrifice of Christ alone, there will be no assurance of the Holy Spirit. Oh, you might be sure about something, but it won't be the assurance the Holy Spirit gives. You need to hear this today, and you need to believe this, that grace is to be found. That means what God is doing. Is to be found, to be sought. Let me read one more scripture before I quit today. wasn't in my notes. Let's read Psalms 111, verses 1 and 2, and then we'll have to quit. We've gone a little bit over. Who cares? It's the last session. We get to do that on the last session because it's our closeout session of chapter 4 and here in Hebrews. Congregation, y'all get back in church out there, would you? What? 
and they're soft therein. The work carried out by grace through faith. Not just carried out. Carried out by grace through faith. That's why I've got to go to the throne to find Because what I need is going to happen by grace. That means what God is going to do. The Spirit of grace, Hebrews 10, through faith in that sacrifice of Christ. Hallelujah. Through the context of its righteousness found in the gospel alone. The are great and they're sought out of all of them that have pleasure therein. When you begin to love the righteousness of God, the only avenue of then you're going to learn to love what God does in and through your life and you're going to seek Him for more of that. He gives more. doesn't mean He just imparts something mystical and magical. It means He gets more of the humble. Who are the humble? Remain in the faith He dealt them. That measure. Romans 12, 3. When their hearts trusted in that righteousness of God, that righteous work of the righteous one at Calvary, you were humbled and God called you obedient, saved you, justified you by grace. It's the only avenue. It's the only avenue and the only way grace works is the way it began to work. God did work the spirit of grace in your life when you were born again. Now we've been duped, seduced, carried off through the lust of our own flesh and 99.9% of all the church is there today. It is that bad to that degree. I know just because we're learning we, we think that well the numbers are horrible. The numbers are horrible. And it's going to take the Spirit of grace, the Lord Himself, in me and in you and all those others who He's bringing back to the place where we're striving together for the faith of the God. Not striving together for all for the faith of the God before we're going to see the numbers begin to change. I believe they are changing but not as nowhere near as rapidly as we'd like to believe. Many people are being saved, but the moment they're saved, they're put 99.9 of all places of worship on the planet are places that put the bread of deceit on the table using God's Word. That's scary. I've been there. Most all, except for these churches, that are being raised up in these last few moments declaring the righteousness of God. Jesus said when He comes again, it'll be as in the days of Noah. What days of Noah? It was because Noah was called a messenger, a preacher of righteousness. It was righteousness. We have a righteous Savior to trust in, but if you don't, there's a wrath that's coming. You and I have been saved from the wrath to come. 
Because God has forgiven us and saved us from all and His Son at Calvary. Go to that throne of grace today. That place God's authority and provision come from because His Son is right there at His right hand side living forever making intercession for you. That's why we can approach the throne of grace because Christ has overcame for us and we can go there even every day, all day long and receive that grace. We can we can that obtain it, receive it again. And we can find grace, which means we can find the will of the Lord and we can believe to see now again the goodness of the Lord in what He's doing in us and through us in spite of all the circumstances in our lives. God's grace is still sufficient. Hallelujah. God bless you. I love you. I'm not sorry we went on. The best days are ahead for the believing church. Hang on. Things are about to get real interesting in the days ahead. But don't forsake the truth of Christ and His work at Calvary. God bless you. We love you. Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.